0: Welcome to the Seven One Six Rocks podcast. My name is Patron Patron, and I got my ever faithful mate over here, Chris. How you doing, man? You all right? Wake up, Chris!
1: Wake oh, up!
0: Wake oh, up! Wake oh. up, man! Wake up! Is it time
2: for the podcast? What's up, Buffalo? Welcome to the People's Podcast, the Blue Collar Station, baby. The train's in. It's in town. <laughs> get, give get, them what they want. Get excited. Woo! Oh, man, over to my right, we got the ever-present social media guru,
1: Mick Colt, in the house.
0: Nice self-intro, man. First like name that. Mick,
2: last name Colt. Put mm-hmm. them all together, what do you got? Mick Behind the glass, looking good, looking shiny. The glass is all spiffed up tonight. A little Windex taken to it, maybe. Uh, squeegee, looks like he squeegeed the glass. Yeah. I mean, if a bird comes down here in the studio... Watch out. It's probably,
0: boom. Probably going to die.
2: Boom. That bird's going down. We got... Rez Beard. Rez. I
0: missed you. <laughs> Weird. How's that football game going, man?
2: Uh, 10 too. All
0: right. You like Russell Wilson?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is the offense.
0: All right. But you know what, guys? We're not here to talk about how amazing the Seattle Seahawks are. Or how amazing Russell Wilson are. We're here to talk about... The... Is
2: Russell Wilson more than one man?
0: <laughs> Did I say it twice? I'm right. off. I'm just, I'm struggling to get on the train here, man.
2: Do you hear that sound? I said, Buffalo, do you hear that sound? Does anybody know what that is? Band that, sounds like a bagpipe? <laughs> that is a 4th and 5th grade orchestra. <laughs> 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 Listen, wow! if you've ever had to sit through listening to a 4th and 5th grade orchestra play, have you ever had to sit through that? Thank God I have, Chris. Oh my Lord. It is the most painstaking hour of your life
0: tell me about it
2: your ears are bleeding you're just it's it's an emotional commitment to sit there and listen to these fourth and fifth you know god bless them god bless their hearts right they got to learn their instruments but when you have to hear these guys play for an hour and just you're in that seat and you're like you know what i know i'm supposed to put on a good face here i know i'm supposed to just feel great about their their growth and their their investment into their education, it hurts. It hurts. And that's how I felt yesterday. Mm. Three hours of painstaking,
0: just tiring. I was tired. You know what exhausted me, Grizz? You know what exhausted me? Penalties! You know what exhausted me? 17 penalties, Grizz. Do you... I was exhausted by that. I went home. I had to take a two and a half hour nap. <laughs> that's Not- a,
2: that's exactly what I'm saying. Is watching the game yesterday as Bills fans, we're trying to be hopeful. It's a new era, but the game yesterday, I just I found myself exhausted from trying to keep hope alive.
0: I'll tell you what,
2: it was a test of perseverance. But the penalties, seventeen penalties. In a game. 135 yards, man. I'm not talking 17 penalties and it's week four and that's the total number for all four. I'm saying 17 penalties in a single game for 135 yards. We have 58 total penalties. Do you happen to know what the season record is in the NFL for most penalties ever in a season? Just take a guess. McCole, what do you got? Uh,
1: 143.
2: Nope.
0: Higher. Higher? Higher. I'm going to go, what do you say, Rez?
1: 149.
0: Nope. Higher. Mm. How about, uh, I'm going to throw something the one fifties. So how about buck
2: 55? 163 penalties in a season Whew. by none other than the Oakland Raiders. You'd think that's the old-time Oakland Raiders. No. That is the 2011 Oakland. Right now, the Bills are on pace. For 192 penalties. Oh, that is stinky. Listen, the record is 163. The Bills are on pace for one, not 65, not 167. 192 penalties for a season.
0: Man, that's almost two Bills,
2: bro. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. How do you expect to do anything against anyone... I don't care if you're playing in the NFL, if we're going to start playing college teams, we're playing high school teams. hundred and thirty-five yards worth of penalties in one game, Unstinking believable. And what bothers me is, you know, you hear the press conference afterwards, Rex is, I'm so proud of my guys, they, they fight. Yeah, they fight, that's not the problem! They're getting these stupid penalties after plays are done because there's idiots out there. I thought it was build a bully,
0: not build an idiot. I'll tell you, man, it was rough to watch, Chris. It was really rough. I I, I hear you. You know, when it is the fourth quarter and you've got, you know, you got a couple minutes left. You know, Preston Brown he gets unnecessary roughness. Later on in the drive, he gets unsportsmanlike conduct. Jerry Hughes gets unsportsmanlike. You can't, you can't take those kind of penalties when you're down. All three of those are in Bills territory. And that's absolutely ridiculous, you know? My question is, who's to blame? So, is it are the coaches to blame? Is it Rex? You know, he, he, bravado Rex. He's defending his players up there. He's talking about he loves the spirit. He's getting defensive with the media. Blah, blah, blah. Is it the players? What do you think it is? Is it the refs? You tell me. What's the problem? I don't know, man. I got to think it's culture. I think a lot of it has to do with the coaches. But... um it's really hard to say. I don't listen, know how you correct that. Listen,
2: refs are always going to make bad calls. I don't care. You're always going to get penalties called. They, they were the wrong call, blah, blah, blah. Subjecting holding calls. Subjective, uh, you know, chop, illegal chop block calls and the dudes get hit in the waist, whatever. You're going to get those calls in a game. I don't care. Refs are going to make mistakes. I get it. Two reasons I give you. One is coaching. Somebody on the coaching staff... I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's somebody's son holding a whiteboard and squirting Gatorade into somebody's mouth that decides to step up and say, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's uncalled for. And somebody set a precedent that this just isn't tolerated. It's unacceptable. Either somebody on the coaching staff has to do it or one of the players has to step up. Somebody like (laughs) Freddie Jackson. Oh. (laughs) Wait a second. Hmm. You know, I go back to that. I say, Freddie Jackson, we should have paid him his money because I think that's a guy right there that can make a difference with something like undisciplined play that's going to hold guys accountable and he's going to hold guys to to get better and not make stupid mental errors.
0: You know what, though? Just
2: my thoughts, man. Just my
0: thoughts. I hear you. You know, I think penalties did. Penalties did cost the Bills this football game. I'm not going to get too worked up about it. There, there was a lot of sloppy play. I, I will hope that they can correct that. I hope that Rex gets in there. I hope that he disciplines them. He does what he's got to do. Let me, let me just throw it out there. Let me throw there was a couple questionable pl- calls, though. I mean, yeah, we got, we, got the, we got the chop block. Okay? That takes away the clay touchdown at the end of the game. You got holding on Urbic, which nullified Taylor's 31-yard run in the third quarter. Uh, earlier in the third quarter, you got the illegal forward pass. It was a double penalty on that illegal forward pass by Taylor, which is very questionable. Results in a loss of down. We end up having a punt to punt it. I mean, earlier on in the game, you've got offensive pass interference
1: by that by Clay.
0: That, I mean, that, that was weak. He didn't even touch him. Especially when you know guys are playing patty cake out there the whole time. You got guys like Gronk that are pretty much clotheslining dudes out there, not getting called. So, yeah, there were some key penalties which were ridiculous, completely unacceptable. You got who I think it was. I think it was Kyle Williams, who uh, I think it was a Giants' first touchdown. He's lined up head over the center. That's just a basic football knowledge play. You know, he's lined up over the center. Giants kick the field goal. Well, it's a penalty. You can't do that. Now, typically the refs do Signal to the guy if he's not lined up in the gap to shift over. That's kind of a common thing with a lot of games. Nope, not here. Didn't happen here, which you can't blame the refs. It's not their job. But I mean, so there's a lot of stupid penalties. I'm not sure why. I don't know if there's too much hype throughout the week by Rex. I don't know if he's just too emotional and he's not keying in on good football. But a lot of the penalties are what were questionable. And I just feel like at some point you got to let the players play. I feel like the refs. They let certain teams play. I mean, I watch certain teams get away with a lot, and I don't know. I'm not saying conspiracy. I, I'm definitely not. But it's just like, man, let these guys play once in a while.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think it's a big mystery. I mean, listen, we don't get paid to play football, but several of us in here, right, we play flag football, mm-hmm. okay? What is it that causes
0: stupid penalties? Tell me. I think you get emotional when you don't keep your emotions in check. Okay, you get You're emotional. not thinking.
2: What else? What 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 causes you to commit penalties where you you, you cost your team valuable points and, and valuable drives? Uh, mental laziness is a big one. Listen, you just don't come prepared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't come prepared. You're not ready to to, to come into a football game and just be thinking about listen, this is what I gotta do and, and I've got everything else uh you know, around me in my life. I put it off to the side. And I'm going to play some football, and I've got to commit myself to mentally being sharp and excellent. Number one. Number two, you come prepared not to let your emotions get the best of you. you. You got to realize, again, refs are going to make bad calls. A number of those calls you commented on, they're all subjective calls, right? They're all these holding, chop block, pass interference. It's all subjective stuff, okay? A false start is obvious to see, right? Sure you're going to get these subjective calls and and you can't control some of that stuff but if you don't come to the game prepared that hey my emotions are just going to run wild and then I'm going to get a, a a personal foul unnecessary roughness whatever on top of it you know what that's your own bad okay stuff happens on the job for us I may not like it but it doesn't give me a right to just lose it
0: I still got to keep it in check man absolutely so my question would be you know you look at the end of the game you got three unsportsmanlike penalty, unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalties, right? Now, who's to blame for that? You got three in that last drive, two by Preston Brown, one by Nigel Bradham. We like him; those guys are thumpers. Nigel's, you know, he's generally a pretty emotional guy. Or no, I don't think it was Bradham. I think it was Jerry Hughes. Yeah, it was Hughes, right? Yep. He's good for one a game. We've come to expect Had that. And two
2: yesterday, so yeah, he, he averaged himself up.
0: You know, my question is. These guys are professionals, right? Is this a, is it a job for a coaching staff to be like, hey, you know, you guys got to be emotionally sharp out there, or should they have a level of expectation and say, you know what, you guys are getting p- played to play football, you're big boys, you're grown-ups, we expect you to keep your emotions in check. I mean, that's where I struggle a little bit. Do these players got to get locked in, or is this really got to be a change with the coaching staff where they need to? Change their mentality of how they're propping their players going into Sunday. I don't know. You know, I'm not there behind closed doors. I don't know what's going on.
2: I think it's both, man. It's it's partly coaching. You gotta you gotta be able to say, put your head on the pillow as a coach and say, you know what, my guys were completely prepared for, uh, whether it's the the technical side of the game, you know, knowing uh, other teams' tendencies, but they have also got to be completely prepared to not make mental mistakes and just. Uh, beat themselves, right? But it's also players. You know, players got to hold themselves accountable and say, you know what, uh, the team is more important than you know my own agenda, my emotions, my Absolutely. my need to just take vengeance on somebody. Right. That they're going to value the team above themselves.
0: Now, Grizz, I do want to ask you this before we move on from the penalties, okay? Now that now, now the teams last year, the top two teams that led the league in penalties last year. Both played each other in the Super Bowl. Both in the Super Bowl. We got we got Seattle number one, New England number two. Is this predictive of the Bills? If we reach that 192 penalties this year, does this mean we're just gonna crush our way to the Super Bowl? I'm looking at stats, baby. Stats don't lie. You gotta you gotta stop
2: drinking the Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> For real. Look, would you would you look at just average through week four? This is this is almost comical. It, it's so funny that it's not funny. Um, average penalties through week four. Arizona tops the list uh, with least number of penalties at an average of five per game. And Oakland is in 31st place with nine and a half penalties per game. Now, the, the range in between from team to team is a tenth here, a couple uh, two-tenths of a point, five to... Keep in mind, Oakland, 31st place with nine and a half penalties on average per game. Buffalo jumps up to... <laughs> 11.8. That's a lot. That right there is a jump of over 2 full points. It's a lot of That's uh, what you call an outlier. <laughs> Have you read the book Outliers?
0: Freaking out, babe. Did, There's something
2: going on here. I'm talking this is Malcolm Gladwell kind of material right here, okay? Outliers. What does that mean? That means this data gets thrown out. It's an extreme. It's an exception. What does that mean for our Buffalo Bills? garbage extreme garbage stop playing
0: stupid football all right let's move on let's talk about the offense for a couple minutes you know what i came into this game feeling like man we're missing shady okay we're missing sandy watkins we're missing john miller that beast of a little bowling ball we're missing aaron williams but you know what? i feel good no problem you know Shady, no Shady, no problem. We got Carlos Williams, man, the rookie, who's just chugging through lines. Sammy Watkins, what has he done for me lately? We got Percy, baby. No mercy, Percy's out there. No problem. Mercy. John Miller, okay. We got Craig Urbic, beyond that. Not not too much good in the reserve tank, but, hey, he's he's pretty good interior lineman for a backup. Wow, did we completely underestimate Shady and Watkins? Carlos Williams, 18 totes for 40 yards. Averaging 2.2 yards per carry. Percy Harvin catches three balls on eight targets for 26 yards. I mean, do do we underestimate Shady and Watkins, my man? Well, I
2: think for sure. I mean, Sammy, if nothing else, has been a good decoy to open things up for Harvin. You can't argue that. Right. As far as McCoy, I don't know that he really would have done much yesterday. I mean, the line really didn't look that impressive, so... That one's kind of tough to say. I I do think there is something to be said for not having Sammy on the field. You know, it it limits you, especially at quarterback. And uh, you think of how much Tyrod has loved going to Percy these first few games and just kind of got stuck yesterday and and not being able to get much out of him. I think that is a a reflection of not having Sammy out there.
0: Right on, man. Well... I tell you what, hopefully we get him back. I know uh, Watkins' status I think is unknown. Not sure about Shade either. So hopefully they can turn it around against Tennessee with their offense. What'd you think about Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, you still feeling okay? I mean, I, I gotta get the pulse out there, man. I gotta drop the fishing I, uh, line.
2: it. It wasn't a great performance. We got but, nibble. You know, I
0: would much rather have him on the field than EJ. So there you go. There you go, man. Not bad. All right. How about a couple game changing plays? We very missed a few, but can I talk about Carpenter for a minute? What's up with see this guy? See ya. You want Scobie?
2: I don't care. You know I I'm gonna I'm thinking about writing uh sending my my resume uh send a little cover letter into uh, Doug Whaley see if he wants to give me a shot.
1: Yeah. Man,
2: just what happened to Carpenter? What happened to the money man from last year? Just, ew. Just just gross as as of late. I mean, missing a thirty yard field goal. I mean, that would have put us at sixteen to six in the game yesterday. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say how that changes the, the phase of the game and uh the battle for points along the way, but you can't you can't miss thirty yard field goals. He missed That's an extra e- shot. I, he missed That's shorter an
0: e- than a point. An extra point, man. He
2: missed an extra last week, right? Yeah, last something week? like that. Just I
0: don't know. I'm losing track of all of his misses. Oh,
2: he just is not performing. I, I think it's I really hope they are looking into some other viable option because he is not getting the job
0: done. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about uh, you know first and goal down there in the in the fourth quarter for a minute. You know we have uh, we had a tweet at the filster. He was asking about the play calling. I don't think he was asking about the series, but generally he's asking about the play calling. You know, running when it wasn't working, should have maybe passed it more. But what do you think about the the play calling, Grizz, down at that goal line?
2: Uh, really hard to wrap my brain around the thinking behind it.
0: You know, we kept pushing the ball to the right, out in the The, flat. The
2: the methodology behind why would you call those plays, I mean, you're running nothing where you're throwing into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, they took
0: no shots into the end zone. That is
2: where the ball is supposed to end up. It's
0: supposed to go, but instead, they want to keep running to the short yard of the field to the right.
2: I just, you know, what does that say? There's not a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of confidence in uh, uh, receivers if, if it's if it's Roman that's calling these plays he doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in receivers or does he not have a lot of confidence in tyrods to put the ball where it needs to be and, and not create a turnover I don't know who, who's to blame there but it's just uh, it's really hard to understand um, yeah the, the play calling two yards out and, and getting stuck and just
0: stood up there yeah throwing a swing pass out to Carlos. And it kind of came out late. Now, do you think if we got Sammy Watkins that changes things down there, you think we can throw one up in the corner? Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, they've, they've tried it, right? They've tried it already in the week, I think, was it last week or the week before? They, they definitely ran it. Um, I don't remember if it was successful, but uh, yeah, and, and if nothing else, like we said earlier, you know, it, it opens things up for other
0: guys. There we go. How about Jennings' score, huh? 51 yards. We've got a little dump off pass in the flat. Fourth quarter, we got Bradham flying to the ball. He's going to stop him for a loss. Ooh, he biffs at the 48-yard line. Wait, Preston Brown's coming up from behind, baby. He's going to get him. Oh, he whiffs on the high step on the 35-yard line. No problem. We got Rambo on the 20-yard line. Ah, make it stop.
2: Man, watching that play, watching that play, when Preston Brown misses the tackle, I'm telling you, it was like you just sat through an hour of the orchestra playing in, in the elementary building, and you're like, oh, we got one more song for you. <laughs> you're like, no! I committed myself this entire game as bad as the Bills played yesterday. They were still
0: in it. They were still in it. Until, until that point.
2: That third down, that crucial third down, you had him in the backfield, and you just can't bring him down. Good. God, just tackle the
0: man. Tackle the man. Ugh. Hey, I want to ask you a quick question, man. Charles Clay, what do you like about Cassius Clay, baby? Million-dollar man. Come on. He's earning his keep, isn't he? Nine catches on 13 targets, 111 yards. Hey. If uh, we don't get called in that chop block, tag out another 30 yards and a touchdown, right, Mick?
1: Yes, sir, man. You like I, play? I think I think you play well. I think it's nice to see we finally got a, a tight end that showed up. Who knows? We'll see next week. He's definitely not Gronk.
0: He's deluxe, son. He's deluxe. He is Gronk. He's deluxe. He's top three tight end in the league. Big man moves last week. Come on. Big man moves. Breaking ankles. What do you think, Chris? Love the guy. Get his jersey. <laughs> number 85. Pound. What? I'm
2: telling it, you, you guys are drinking the Kool-Aid. It's Love crazy. Him. How do how do you how do you even justify saying that he showed up? Well <laughs> over hundred yards receiving. How did he not show up? He's he was clutch. the
1: only bright light on offense we had.
2: Okay. How do you like here's what bothers me is he's a decent tight end.
0: Oh, he's great. He is
2: not worth the money that we're paying him, though. And here's why. Number should've one.
0: Should have paid him 50 mil.
2: Number one. I'm going to tell you, yesterday, I want you to go back and watch the film. The balls that he caught were perfect throws on the number. Okay? There were several other passes in the game, I'm telling you, were in his radius, in his catch radius, that he did not complete. Okay? I don't care that he's catching 100 yards, whatever. What bothers me about this man is we're paying him the money that we're paying him. I don't see him catching balls that, that are a little bit of an extension here and there, just you know, where he's gotta make a nice nice catch to at least help Tyrod out a
0: little bit. You no, know, but he's dangerous with that, yeah.
1: Fades in the end zone, you don't you don't see it? <laughs> you don't you don't think he can make the play?
0: That's exactly my point. We're in the red
2: zone, where is he? Gotta put the ball in the playmaker's hands, baby. Well that's exactly it. Why is he not getting the ball, right? In the red zone, you would think, "Hey, let's get it to the bit." How many times do we watch in the red zone? We watch against the Patriots over, and who does the ball go to? Time and time again, the tight end. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, Gronkowski, right? What bothers me is he's he's like invisible in the red. It's great he can catch balls. Yeah, he he, he made a nice shifty move or two last week against the Dolphins. or three, big deal. Okay, my man is not a gamer. He is a big deal. We should sign up. Where is he in the red zone? The second thing that bothers me, just let me finish, McColt. okay, is that he can't jump.
0: He can't jump. He
2: can not jump. He's got a – I'm being generous here, and I'm pretty sure he's got a four-inch vertical. Ooh. That's being generous. I'm going to tell you, yesterday there was a, a catch. I don't even remember when it was, but, dude, have some ups, please, man. I mean, my, my one-year-old son can jump higher than you can, I think. Secondly, you remember that game against New England, Week Two, second quarter. It was uh, one of the picks that uh, Tyrod threw. It hit. Who did it hit in the hands and, and go off of? None other than this. Let's pay him more money, tight end, because he's the man and he he's, shows he's up. Getting settled in. He's probably probably a lot of more. I'm telling you, there. he's 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 decent, okay. But you guys got to just get off this.
1: We should bring back Lee Smith.
2: You gotta get off this train of, you know, he's our, <laughs> our savior and you know he's the he's the answer
0: to the Titans. No. He's I decent. Love him. He's I love decent. Him. I love him. Let's just be honest. NFL.com, man. Hey, that brings me up to my next point, just real quick, let's pause for our sponsor. <laughs> Pursuits, pursuits, pursuits.
2: Crunchy, crunchy. <laughs> what was that?
0: Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Oops. I love them.
2: Hoots chips. All right. Well,
0: Mario well. Williams, Pile Drive, Hey, check it out. Right. You've got last week. You got Bakari Rambo doing suplex city. <laughs> You got Mario Williams doing the to- the tombstone. Are you kidding me? Who was that Monday Night Raw WWE on Monday, huh? Huh? In Buffalo, Buffalo for Bills. Sales? Buffalo Bills, baby. No, I'm pretty sure it was just the offense, but still, I'm sure that rubbed off on the defense. That was cool. If nothing else, that was very entertaining. Oh, boy. Hey, Mick. Yes, tell sir. Tell me how Corey Graham is stepping up. Corey
1: Graham, man. He's he's, he's showing
0: to be a leader on a team Come on man Who else is stepping up You're reaching bro You're reaching for one positive He's doing Rex's job
1: That's what he's doing Pay him more money Local boy Hometown hero
0: Well I'll
2: tell you what I'm sick of listening to you guys So let's talk about the top tweets During the game Let's get to one of our favorite segments On this uh, very blue collar uh, podcast Tweet tweet Where we talk about some of our favorite tweets during the game action. McCall, what do you got?
1: Um, You know what? My favorite was from uh, At J. Skursky. He says, uh, Cyrus Quanjo has false started his way back to the bench. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to the
0: bench. Burn. In the face. Burn. Patron, what do you got? Oh, man. I like At Iman double up for a buck baby we got two from you i only watch the nfl for the penalties watching the bills game less than household chores yeah it was one of those days iman where honestly i would have rather been doing the dishes would have been something productive
2: at least you feel like it's an investment when you wash the dishes. You're still tired. i like accomplishing we were saying. something. But you look at those clean dishes, spick and span, just sitting in the rack, and you're like, man, I feel pretty good about myself. feel great. Whereas I just felt tired after the game, and that was it. That was a dream. All right, I'm going to go for uh, Jerry Sullivan. He's always good for a, a good quip here or there. Uh, at TBN Sullivan, quote, not sure when it became okay to fair catch punts inside your own 10-yard line. Unquote. You know, oh, I got to agree with you, Sully. I mean, some of the special teams display yesterday was pathetic. That being one of the plays where Thigpen is fair catch on the five yard. Who, who's telling him that that's okay?
1: Come on, Thiggy. Why
2: is, Come on, man. Why is that in his mindset of, I'm on the five yard line, let's fair catch? Really? Are you serious? I mean, we already talked about Carpenter's uh, missed field goal, right? But... Did you guys notice out there, Buffalo, land of Bill's Lovers and Bill's Mafia, after that Carlos Williams TD, we were amped, right? Well, it's fired we're like, up. Oh, there's, there's still hope. As bad as we've been playing, there's still hope. Great kickoff, right? It's got some weird bounce. It, like, bounces in the end zone and then back out, and it's not bouncing along on, on, on the one-yard line, that right? what
1: happened. We got it, right?
2: I'm telling you, ten seconds went by. At least. Where was everyone? I took a dump.
1: <laughs> where was Booby? Wow,
2: that was quick. Uh, there, where was everyone? On especially, I, I, the only thing I can imagine is that they just let up, right? Yeah. There's, you cannot tell me that these guys should not have been down there to pin the ball on the one or two yard line right there and just hammer that dude. That is just another unexcusable. Special teams blunder and the ball ends up on, on their thirty yard line when it should have been on the five at the very most. Unbelievable. I think some of these special teams plays, God, it's just horrible the mental mistakes with penalties, errors like that. You can't win football games. You can't make a playoff run with errors like that.
0: Undisciplined. You gotta seize the day, Chris. And they didn't do it. What do you say, fellas? What do you say we wrap this up with a little man crush moments? Hey, who do we got winning last week? We got PB. Definitely not getting nominated this week. But, yes, Preston Brown was nom- mo- nominated by McColt last week. And hey, kudos to Preston Brown. He wins. AFC Defensive Player of the Week with his two picks and one TD. So, McColt, cheers to you, my friend. Thank you. All right. So, who do we got this week, fellas? I'll kick it off. I want to talk about for a minute, Devonta Freeman of the Falcons, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. They are now 4-0. And, uh, hey, in week three last week, he had 141 rushing yards, three TDs, five catches for 52 yards. This week, Freeman goes off again. He only had 68 rushing yards, no problem. Another three rushing TDs, five catches for 81 yards. Second-year player out of FSU. Devonta Freeman, you get my man crush moment of the week. What do you got, Chris? Well, I'm gonna go with the uh,
2: family favorite here, mm. the, uh, the 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 heart wrenching, just really get at your your heartstrings, and we're gonna we're gonna go with the the combination of the NFL and the American Cancer Society because real men wear pink. My man crush moment of, of the week. My man crush moment goes out to all of those NFLers that are wearing pink out there, man. I
0: say nothing about that. I can't even mock you. Right? right? You can't.
2: Now. You can't fight I'm just going for, for a win here, guys. I am going for just make you feel guilty that you have to pick my man crush. Otherwise, you feel bad about yourself as a human being. So thank you, all those NFLers that are wearing pink, to support breast cancer awareness. McColl, what do you got?
1: I don't feel good about this. You're just, like, playing the system here.
2: Hey, listen, man. You a can't dub- buy your votes. A W is a W. Learn from it, Bills.
1: All right. I got a real man here. Clay long hair, Don't Care Matthews. What did he say to Colin Crappernick yesterday?
2: Crapper.
1: He says, oh. you ain't Russell Wilson, bro. Come on. You got to love that. You got to love that.
2: That's spunk. That's some quality smack talk right there. You got to respect that from a Greek god, nonetheless.
0: What do you say, Rez? You got a man crush?
2: You know, guys, I'm a little too depressed to nominate any from anybody from the NFL this week, so I'm going to go with something a little uh, atypical. And uh, I'm going to go with the Natronosaurus Rex of the Cornholium Falcons. Oh, yeah. Team, team captain of the local
0: Cornhole team. Cornhole. For for helping his team get to the semifinals wow. of the Cornhole tournament at UB. Wow, that's wow. got my ball right there. Cornholium Falcon. Hey, man, man we got to the tough. semifinals. Me and Rez, man, we got to the semis. It's really going to be tough not to vote for you guys. Well, um, the, best, the
1: best part about
2: that
0: is that uh, Grizzle and uh, Nicole don't know it yet, but they have a team name along with a team's t-shirt design for next year for our new annual Corn Shall edition. we unveil the team name? The I... Should we unveil it on the, the podcast or no?
2: I think maybe we should. The should the listeners we? want they, it. Yeah, unveil, unveil the idea.
0: Team name is... Cornholius Maximus. Wow. Team slogan, Are you not entertained? <laughs> wow. You guys put a lot of thought into Team that. Team
2: Logo is a gladiator with a cornhole set as a shield. Woo! Hey now!
0: Holding a bean bag ready to peg you right in the beans.
2: I, I'm really impressed that you guys got any work done this week. With all the thought and creativity that went into that, guys.
0: Sponsored by Motor Tab, baby! Hey! Heyo.
1: First car is always free. Hey, man, except for you. I got two.
0: All right, guys. Hey, tell you what, good news. We are up in iTunes. You can now stream all of our podcasts through your pretty little iPhones, iPads. That's pretty awesome, guys, man. High five. Will they work with the droids? Legit, I don't know how that works. Oh man, I'm an Apple product kind of guy, at least with the phones. You know? Yeah, I think so, right? You can get, uh, you can stream podcasts for sure. Why not? Yeah, why not, man? iTunes on a PC, right? Absolutely, stream away, my friends. Might not work very well. So that's but... a victory for the uh, Seven One Six Rocks podcast crew over here. Hard at work behind the scenes for you listeners at home. Nice, nice work. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, this was, this was a challenging one, man. This is hard. Hard to bounce back from this loss.
2: It is, but you know what? You got to get up for the game.
0: Got to get up for the game, you, you babe. You got a
2: lot going on. The emotions are going. You got to get up for the game, and I think we got up for this podcast.
0: Now, I'll tell you what. The Bills put a better product on the field next week. I promise I will put a better product out here on the mic. Talk about for it. For all you out there. So goes the Bills. So goes this podcast. So long and farewell. Until next week, my friends. Peace. Out.